0: Welcome to the Random T Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm Quinny. I'm Shanya. And today we're talking about Captain America, the first <laughs> Avenger. Yay! I'm so excited. I uh, love this movie. I
1: have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Because the Captain America... Okay, you like the Thor-Loki
0: movies. Yes. Yes, I do. I like the Stucky movies. Yes. I love them too. This is probably, honestly, as much as I love Thor, this is probably my second favorite of the first phase, yeah. just behind the Avengers.
1: Well, the Avengers is the
0: best of Phase One. Yeah, because everything comes together and it's it's awesome. all connected. It is all connected.
1: It is all, but Captain America has become. I didn't realize he was my favorite until I saw this movie. Yeah, and he has been ever since. Yeah, I won't even and start. Bucky. With, I won't even start with Bucky. Okay, well, I'm sure <laughs>
0: we'll get there.
1: That's the Winter Soldier storyline, though. That's what was killing me in all of my research is I kept going down the rabbit holes and I had to stop myself this to go, this is, this is this movie. This is just this movie. It's literally the origin story. Yeah. Of Captain America. And I love it. So, um, and you, we really don't know a whole lot about Bucky in this one. We didn't even know if he would be in the next movie.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, this. I think realistically we had an inkling because he's been booked for like eight movies yeah but yes, you're right. you don't you don't, but know we didn't know
1: that for when this sure. movie
0: came out. Yeah, so, yeah, so I fucking love this. Movie. I love this movie. I'm really glad we did this because this was a good chance for me to just sit down at my laptop and watch it off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. and it's easier for me to not be distracted than sitting at my TV because okay. it's like cuz cause, cause I do it in bed and it's like right there on the yeah. lap desk and yeah. it's just and so I really paid attention to it.
1: I had it playing in the background on my desk cuz I, well, I own it, but I was I have well, I have a DVD of it, but I had it playing on my desktop computer in my room while doing my research at the same time. Yeah. So it was a little weird, but yeah. Plus you've seen it quite a few times. I've seen it so many times. Would yeah. you like for me to recite it for you? <laughs> I haven't to... seen I haven't seen it as many times as I've seen Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so this uh, it it hurts me too much. I know, I know. But oh, Winter Soldier is so good. I can't wait till we get there. I but, know. Um, so this was directed by uh, Joe Johnston, and he was brought in specifically because he's done a lot of period work. Yeah, okay. And they wanted they liked the look of it. Like he did Hidalgo. He worked on um, Young Indiana Jones, who I love that series from back in the early '90s which was very never period watched, stuff. Never, it wasn't Harrison Ford. I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. It was good. Um, but he also directed, like, Jumanji. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and The Rocketeer, which is very 40s. Never seen The Rocketeer. Oh, oh it's good. We should we should watch that we a, at watch some point. That, Yeah. I've um, wanted to. I just haven't. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. No way. That was... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, so he's got a very very Jumanji, Jumanji, yeah. And Honey,
1: I Shrunk the Kids, and Captain America.
0: Yeah, he's got a very um, varied. Um, that's a bit of a range. Yeah, but that's good. But they got him because you know they they like the look of the period. Well, I liked Jumanji. Mm-hmm. It was silly. Yeah, but it I was liked a good it. movie. Yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Silly, but was so silly. But I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Rocketeer was too. It was kind of campy, but some of that 40s noir adventure. Yeah, but I love me some 40s noir. I know. So, so that that was really cool. Um, okay. so I think he did a great job with this. I was I was really I was very impressed. I was I was very impressed. He uh,
1: hasn't done any Marvel movies since then. Has he done anything? He has Marvel? not.
0: He has not. Aww. I couldn't find any any other connections. Aww. Um, it's not all connected. Well, not with <laughs> this. Um, this was actually written by. Um, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFree- and McFeely. I keep wanting to do Freely. Um, these are the two behind Agent Carter. Ah, uh, yes. These the, the t- creators. It's the time period, though. Yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. And so I was really jazzed about, well, I guess about setting it in the, in the 40s, in World War II, because I find that time frame fascinating.
1: I do, too. My, uh, my grandfather was World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, he... Joined the army in America and then was stationed in, uh, in England. Mm-hmm. He was an airplane mechanic. And, uh, it was there at Piccadilly Circus where he met my Nana. And World War II is the reason I am alive today.
0: Yay! Because... Not if, for the war, but for, you know... The- <laughs>
1: because if he had not been stationed where he was, he would never have met my grandmother. And my mom would never have been born. And then, of course, yeah. then I would never... So, you know, so, um... So, yeah, the 40s has always been of interest, especially with yeah. World War II. Yeah. England has been kind of an interest of me. And I pointed out to you the other day, I have my grandfather's army jacket. Yes, you do. Hanging in my coat closet. And I paid very close attention
0: to Steve's outfit. Do you see? It's yes. the
1: same coat. Mm-hmm. I have that coat. He, My grandfather was so little. Yeah. That thing, that thing is so. It's, he was a skinny Steve, is what he was. Are you, are you
0: sure your grandfather wasn't Skinny Steve? Well, my nana's name was Peggy. See, there you go. I'm pretty sure you're. I'm Captain pretty America's sure I
1: am the grandchild of Captain America and Peggy Carter. There you go. S- but they were like they must have been in like some um, identity.
0: Yeah, witness protection. Witness kind of protection. Deal.
1: Yeah. Scheme. Yeah. As they call it, um, <laughs> as the British call it. So yeah, because yeah, my nana's
0: name was Peggy. Yeah. But I, I really watching this. I watching realized, it this summer. After realized watching, again how much I enjoy it.
1: Well, after watching Agent Carter, yes. And then going back and rewatching it, it's like, oh yeah, oh yes, we saw because like Howard's in this. A mm-hmm. uh, Dominic Cooper, yeah, as yeah. Howard is in this, and that's our Howard, right? In a sense, he's the Howard we know. Yeah, exactly. In the MCU, and it's like, oh, oh, because he's not really in it, in he's it. Not he's not in it a whole lot. Yeah, he's kind of a side piece. Yeah. He just kind of walks on, just kind of like he does in *Asian card where he walks on screen and then he walks off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but when he's on screen, though, he commands the screen. He does, and I love the fact that Tommy Lee Jones was in this. I thought he was perfect.
1: I couldn't believe Tommy Lee Jones agreed to do a comic book movie, but then again, he was in Men in Black. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: They even, a, they even had a reference to that. They did. What was it? It was the button um, when they're driving the car down the down That's the airstrip, right. trying to chase the thing. It was like, right. you know, hit the red button, and it's translated in German. It's like, do not hit the red button, or something like, or That's do not right. hit this button, or something. Right. Yeah, because I love Men in Black, the yeah. first one. Yeah, we could do we could do a whole hour on Men in Black, but yeah, whatever.
1: Um, yeah, I, the fact, yeah, when I first saw because I love Jamie Lee Curtis, Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones. <laughs> I love Jamie Lee Curtis too, but I also love Tommy <laughs> Lee Jones and I always get their names confused. That's so funny. Um, yeah, because they, you know, they're so much, this, they're
0: the same person.
1: Of course. Uh, <sighs> sorry about that. I do love him. Yeah, he was to great. To see him on screen was the And endless. Stanley
0: Tucci I really enjoyed as um, Erskine. Here's a bit of uh, trivia for you. Okay. Do you know why he took the role? He wanted to do a German he accent. He always
1: wanted to be German. He always wanted to do the German accent. That's the whole reason he
0: took the role. That's so funny. And so we have a little, we have a little, um, we have many references to, not references, but many connections to other f- big franchises. Yes. We have um, Toby Jones and Stanley Tucci, who were from the Hunger Games uh-huh. movies with Chris Hemsworth's brother. Yes, Liam. Um, so Thor, Thor brother, that's not Loki. Um, <laughs> and then we have from Lord of the Rings, we've got Richard Armitage yes who i always forget is in it and then i go oh yeah because he's in it for like he's in one scene yeah yeah he is he's the guy that blows up um and kills erskine yes and then we also have doctor who because we have toby jones who was the dream lord the the um dream doctor dream lord or whatever in um one of eleven's episodes we have um uh, shitballs. Oh, um... <laughs> I didn't know that. Shitballs? Uh, really? Phil, the guy that played Filch, he was in Doctor Who. And then, of course, you have Jenna Louise Coleman, who was Clara. Yes. Who's the last companion. Oh, I always want to call her Clara. Yeah. Well, we've got to be British about I've it. I've never
1: actually watched the show. Exactly. I've only seen her on Tumblr. So
0: we've got lots of connections to other franchises. So many. So and many. then, of course, Harry Potter, because you've got Filch in it.
1: Yes. And then, um... Snowpiercer, snow, and then Snowpiercer. <laughs> snow you guys should Piercer. really listen to our podcast on Snowpiercer. Actually, you should watch the you
0: movie first. You should watch first. the movie first. Don't don't spoil yourselves with the podcast, and then yeah. console yourself with the podcast. Yeah.
1: But it was he had to do something. Yeah, and I don't blame him for he taking really the role. Wanted to do he that. Really did. Yeah. I mean, he fought for that role, and he yeah. got it, and it. I he mean, did a I good su- job with it. As an independent thing, I'm sure it was great. Everybody's acting anyway, was
0: fabulous, but
1: yeah. We did that podcast already, yeah. so.
0: Um, but I do know that Evans was very reluctant to do this. He turned it down 3 times. Yeah. He d- he cuz he doesn't do well with like he has got a little bit of anxiety going on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do well with crowds and stuff like that, Mm-mm. so he No, thought- you
1: cuz when you see him like in a uh, San Diego Comic-Con yeah. or any of the cons, he's not I just assume he's heavily
0: medicated. Um, he probably is, and that would be okay. But he said that this, this he was afraid that this would be too much for him. And then Robert Downey Jr. convinced him, he was like, listen, if you do this, you pretty much have your pick of movies after this. So this is going to help your career, and as far as you get to choose what projects you get to do. True. So.
1: Well, and there was also the matter of, well, if the movie flopped, oh crap. But if the yeah. movie took off,
0: oh crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he turned it down three times. Plus, he had already been Johnny Storm twice. I know, right? That was so weird. But then again, Happy Hogan, uh, John Favreau was in Daredevil, true, as uh, Foggy, I think it was. True. So I don't know. I don't either. But yeah. So you have about like a half a Rima paper in front At of you. At least
1: I do. But admittedly, I printed out everything I could find on the specific characters for this film, but I'll. I'll some of this is like this stack is all Captain America, but it would cover
0: the whole from shebang. his
1: origin to Winter Soldier to Civil War to yeah, so yeah. a lot of this can't be just, talked about yet. Yeah, some of I, I and you may have to stop me okay if I go down too far the rabbit hole. Um, Captain America the First Avenger is in essence Steve Rogers' origin story, yes.
0: Um, so that's what we're going to try and stick with. Stephen Grant Rogers, born on July 4th. Nineteen something? I can't remember. I think it's nineteen
1: nineteen. I don't have his specific all that. I know he's born on July fourth because he he's on a July giant fourth, it's annoying. Baby. Um so yeah. All this is all comic book stuff. There's no true biography for him. In the stack of the stuff I have. So sorry, I don't have his birth date. But he did first appear in March nineteen forty one. Yeah. Yeah, he actually was during World War One. I. I mean He was. He was written in World War One for... Uh, World War One. He was also the first Marvel Comics character to have appeared in media outside of the comics. Really? Yes, he was. In, okay. Um, Merchandise. 1944 movie serial called Captain America. Wow. So yeah, he was. He started out a comic book character, but he's the it man yeah. for Marvel. Yeah. In a sense.
0: And so. I think if I remember correctly, because we and and there's a special. Um, all about Captain America that airs on the 19th of January, right before the new season of Agent Carter premieres. So I'm sure we'll learn a lot of tidbits, but I remember in the... Yeah, we have, as the recording, we haven't watched that yet. Yeah. Um, I remember watching the um, Marvel Creating a Universe special that they did, I think it was last year. Yes, Um, They talked a lot about Captain America, and I think, if I remember correctly, I want to say both the creators are Jewish, and so it was kind of an extra layer of oh look, we've created this giant character with all this propaganda behind it to go against the Nazis, which was this propaganda machine and you so, know so
1: would you re- be referring to Joe Simon and Jack Kirby? Yes. Okay. I believe they're both Jewish?
0: I remember um, reading I'm that. I'm pretty sure Jack Kirby is.
1: Joe Simon
0: I don't I just know. remember thinking that, that that was such a good fuck you to to you know, the Nazis and everything. It really was. And he is. And
1: the fact that Captain America goes on to do the propaganda mm-hmm. in the comics and in the movies is excellent.
0: Excellent. Which, I
1: know we look at it and we're like, yeah, America, woo. Well, we are Americans. It's what we're, ra- right. we're raised to think.
0: But I looked at it like, God, that was, you know, that was, it was propaganda. That's exactly what it was. The Nazis had it. We had it. You know, each side had it. And Like for real. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting to look at um making him into a product um before he finally like forced himself into the actual warfare mm-hmm. so i i think that was good to well, see canonically
1: in the comics mm-hmm. uh okay as we know because well, we're, we're on the subject so i just want to go ahead and yeah. bring it up it's it's one of the things that they didn't do wrong as they we call just it. did different they just did differently uh in the movie he uh Erstein dies which we'll get to Erstein's death later when we discuss his character um because apparently that's how we do things uh you know he gets sent to go do the propaganda well um canonically he was actually a spy he i mean not so much a spy but he was there undercover like an agent he was uh like a private and Mm -hmm. uh while he was out of his Captain America uniform, he would be uh, a very clumsy private, and he was just there. And, but that was that was his cover. Oh, okay. But then he would go on stage. So and hence he the would, mask. He would do. He was doing both. He oh, was okay. actually still part there as, as he wasn't just the propaganda. Yeah you know he wasn't known as Steve Rogers as Captain America yeah. he was Steve Rogers and then as Captain was America his cover was a, yeah and then uh, yeah oh okay um, until one day bucky stumbled in and found caught him changing clothes <gasps> discovered his true identity they did not grow up together which really hurts my feelings yeah
0: because I really like they changed that for the MCU because I think it, they did I think it makes it a more poignant relationship I do I think and I think that's why they did it, yeah, to make because they okay,
1: because in the comics, okay, he meets Bucky and Bucky tells him, okay, I won't. Um, I won't reveal your secret, but you have to make me your sidekick because uh, canonically <laughs> Bucky is younger. Yeah, and he was like the the camp mascot, this punk kid. Yeah, he was literally he was the he yeah. was the, the the camp mascot, and so he agrees to take him on as a sidekick and trains him. And then um, I told you when I went to go print off the list of significant com- Captain America significant comics, it took up forty three pages. Yeah, no, it was thirty six pages. It was a butt ton
0: of pages. It was
1: a lot of, and I did not print them out, by the way. I just, I was like, "Mm -mm, not doing it. But I was glancing through them to see if I could read anything interesting. And it all said, accompanied by Bucky versus so-and-so. Accompanied by Bucky versus so-and-so. This comic. Accompanied by Bucky. And just Bucky this, Bucky that. And I'm like,
0: my God. So Bucky was basically his Robin. He pretty much was. Okay. um, Until he
1: supposedly died. Right, right. Uh so, and I guess, and what I'm trying to get, to, what I'm really trying to say, is in be, in order to get that sort of connection between Steve and Bucky. Yeah, they ha- they chose to show him growing up together, them growing up together, to build that relationship right away. Yeah to show it immediately as opposed to they didn't have the time to build it.
0: Yeah, exactly. In From, this one movie. Yeah, f- with them just being in battle so together. I,
1: so it, it makes sense to me as to why they changed their relationships as much as they did yeah. in the way that they did. Yeah, that makes sense. So, since we were already bringing that up. Yeah. So, yeah, he really, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's the movie is very close to his origin story. Okay. Um. With some differences, Mm -hmm. lots of differences, so many differences, but it's, whereas when they did the Iron Man movie,
0: Mm -hmm. it was straight out of the the comics.
1: This is as straight out of the comics as it could be with changes like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, Peggy's role was completely different.
1: Absolutely different.
0: Um, Peggy was not a member of the SRR. Peggy
1: was not British. Yeah.
0: Peggy wasn't as badass as Peggy is now.
1: She was not a nobody, though.
0: Yeah, but th- she wasn't in it as much, She was much, a member right? of the French Resistance. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll get to her. Okay. Or we can now, whichever. We can we can hit Peggy now.
1: Okay. Let me find Peggy real quick. Who I
0: adore, just freaking A-adore Haley as Peggy.
1: Oh, she was actually, uh, she was originally blonde. Uh... Margaret Peggy Carter
0: was originally in
1: Tales of Suspense number 77 in 1966. That was her first appearance. Okay. She. Mm. Where's her. I highlighted a whole section here. Where did it go? I lost it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She did join the French Resistance. Okay. And they met. Crap. Okay. Oh, here it is right here. She was a teenager. Oh, wow. She was a skilled fighter, and she did serve alongside Captain America. Okay. She was not a nobody. Okay. She wasn't a... She wasn't like...
0: uh, Nurse Betty Carver, like they make it out to be in the 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 radio show. Like Jane
1: Foster was in the Thor comics. She was just this... uh, No. Okay. Or um, Pepper. Yeah. They... No. Uh, Peggy actually was a bit of a badass, so... Um. She now even more so. Yeah, she really is. There was an explosion. She got amnesia, mm-hmm. and she got sent home to her parents in Virginia. Okay. And that's what happened to Peggy. Oh. And that's it. That's her story. I mean, they were, then they did. Fa- they did, in fact, fall in love. Mm-hmm. But when she got the amnesia, yeah. Then uh, she went home to her parents. Um, and then of course thought she thought Captain America was dead. She lived for many many years. Yeah. Um, he came back, and then, and she did, was there when he came back. I mean, of course, like they, you know, in the MCU. Um, and, of course, he has to rescue her later from somebody. Uh, in, originally, because we all know Sharon Carter. Right, right. Originally, she was Sharon's older sister, but then was retconned. As her as great. Her Ant.
0: Ant or great Ant. I can't remember. Ant. Okay.
1: Because of the nature of the of the the non-aging nature yes. of comic book characters. Yes. they retconned retconned. So, uh here's an interesting factoid that I found in other versions because there are within the Marvel universe there are AUs. Yes. There are the canon different a- earths, right? Yes, there are canon AUs. Okay. Um there was
0: the Please alternate... tell me one of them's a coffee shop AU.
1: No. But you'll like this one. Okay. Um, in the House of M storyline, mm-hmm. which is t- from 2005, Captain America is never frozen in the Arctic and marries Peggy Carter.
0: Oh, I do like that one. Mm-hmm. Of course, End then of like all the mutants die or something. It's, yeah. That's a big one.
1: Here's my favorite. Okay. In, the, in Earth 65, Peggy Carter is the long-lived director of Shield.
0: Right on.
1: She even has an eye patch.
0: <gasps> Shut up! I love it. I love it there oh, there great. is a
1: world out there in which Peggy Carter is Nick Fury. Ah, I love it It's great. That's all I need. I'm done. yep, thank you, and good night. <laughs> I'm out of here So, <laughs> that's, and that's really about all there is for her,
0: yeah i mean i think I think Haley did such a great job with her, and i I read a r- really nice quote um she modeled. Her character after Ginger Rogers because yes. you know the famous Ginger Rogers quote: "Ginger Rogers does everything Fred Astaire does but backwards and in heels." And so
1: she, she, yeah, she modeled uh, Haley as somebody who could. No, Haley modeled Peggy as. I, I'm telling yeah. you, I get them mixed up. with I the know. same person, just like Tony Stark. Yep. Um, that she could do everything Captain America could do, but only backwards and in high heels. Yep. I saw that quote. I was yes. like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and
0: she can. She, can. Oh, I love her so much. She, I want to grow up to be Haley. I know. So okay, I have, I have logistics questions for okay. you. I'll try. So we're we we've watched Agent Carter season one. She's mm-hmm. part of the SSR. Mm-hmm. Nobody takes her seriously. Mm-hmm. They don't understand her contribution to um, anything. To anything. I mean, how hard she fought in the war—that you know—and she was quite the badass. It all gets ignored. So. But we see at the SSR. The SSR is the one working with the Army to do Project Rebirth and all this stuff. And, and I know they weren't planning on doing a, a, an Agent Carter TV series at this point. So mm-hmm. they couldn't have. But like, I'm like, did none of the people from the SSR during the war come over and work in the SSR as civilians after it was over?
1: Apparently not in that office. I guess not.
0: No, there's
1: no crossover there. I guess it was just all in London. True, and but I also feel like they did that in season one of Agent Carter to establish the time period.
0: Yeah, and the sexism that was rampant. Right.
1: Yeah, I think that was just something that they really wanted to show. Yeah, in that series, and yeah. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, because I mean it was very much present, and and Peggy even make makes reference to it when she's talking to Steve. Uh, in the cab and uh, or in the car and she's like, yeah, I know what it's like to have a lot of doors slammed in your face. Mm-hmm. And that's when he puts his foot in his mouth a lot and calls her a Dame and then he talks and bless his little heart.
1: He tries so hard. Yeah. And fails. Yeah.
0: But would I would just be... like to state for the record that Peggy was going to maul Skinny Steve. Yeah, she uh, was. She was going to ha- totally have her way with him the second he did that flag thing. She gave him that look like, yeah, you'll do.
1: Yep. She was in love. Yep. She loved him before he was yeah. Captain America, so. Yeah, she did. Absolutely. So. Any other questions? Um, tell me about the Howling Commandos in the movie. The Howling Commandos in the movie. Okay. This is a whole other stack right here. They're paper clipped together, though. I know. And you're, you're very organized. Well, I kind of had to. I didn't want them to get separated in my stack here. It was important. So, Howling Commandos is very is very broad. Okay. Very broad. There are several different Howling Commando groups okay. out there. Uh, most notably, the Howling Commandos were originally um, Nick Fury's.
0: Yeah, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. Because the,
1: the original series that they premiered in was Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos in 1963. And I tried to see if they stuck to any of the groups and they didn't. They kind of picked and chose who they wanted from different iterations. Mm-hmm. So, they I had to go and pull. Ones. Well, I don't even know that they did that. I think, I think they wanted to be diverse.
0: Okay, I can. I, think they I cho- can see
1: that. I think they chose their different Howling Commandos being diverse because you've got Dum Dum Dugan,
0: who I love,
1: who everybody loves, who I, I personally adore. He's uh, he originally was British, but he was retconned to be from Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, later. And then there's uh, Gabe Jones, who mm-hmm. is canonically a black guy, awesome, or African American.
0: And Jones is the one that is the um, he's the relative of Trip. We in, believe to be in uh, in Agents of Shield, if I remember correctly. In Agents
1: of Shield, he stated his grandfather was in the Howling Commandos. He, he never said name. who he was, which one he was, and because there are several iterations of Howling Commandos, it could or could not be. We're right. assuming it's Gabe Jones because at that point we hadn't seen any more of the Howling Commandos. Right. Uh, so well, let's uh, well let's just. Let's talk about Dum Dum Dugan. Let's back up a second. I adore him. Um, the Helen Commandos canonically also took the Infinity formula, which is what keeps Finally. Nick Fury alive.
0: Oh, okay. So it's not full on super soldier, but it's like longevity and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm hmm.
1: Okay. Um, okay. It's how they remain youthful and active despite being in their 60s and 70s.
0: And how comic book writers got around the whole aging thing. Uh huh. It's <laughs> convenient. Um,
1: but Dum Dum Dugan played a much larger role in the comics than he does in the movies. Okay. Much larger. Okay. Uh, he was basically Nick's second in command. Oh, wow. In essence. Uh, he was placed in charge of internal security on the Shield helicarrier. Uh, he had a heart attack, and that's when he was promoted permanently to Fury's actual second in command, even though he acted like it. He was deputy director. Oh, wow. Dum Dum Dugan. Was deputy director of Shield.
0: Oh my gosh! Can we please find another iceberg with all the Howling Commandos in it conveniently, yes. and just have them in the in yes. the modern MCU? I would love so, that, please. Yeah. So, please dumb, dumb, and yeah. thank.
1: His name is Timothy Olissus Caldwalder. Damn. Do, yeah. Look at that. Just look.
0: Very top and bold. Timothy Aloysius Cadwalder Dugan. Dum dum It is. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah but they kept the boulder hat and the uh the actor actually did grow out the mustache
0: oh neil mcdonough i love him. that's his yeah that i think that's his actual mustache because you like like i like dum-dum-dugan from the second he opens his mouth in this film he's oh yeah he's engaging right away
1: he's larger than life he is and he he truly is yeah so uh so that's that's him uh, Gabe Jones was actually in the Howling Commandos. Okay. Um, and I have to point that out because we will have
0: Howling Commandos who are not in the Howling Commandos. And I love that he speaks like three languages that we see in the movie. Yes, he does. That's Which beautiful. I think is
1: hilarious. Uh, he was the first African American to serve in the Howling Commandos, would be Gabe Jones, um, in... The U.S. Armed F- Forces in real life, however, they were not integrated until 48. Right.
0: They were still segregated during the war. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. But in the comics, they were not. I And I think that's interesting because, and also when they were doing the propaganda films where they're marching along through the quote unquote forest and you mm-hmm. see that it's them on a treadmill, the guy next to Steve is a black man. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was. So I really think they're pushing the diversity. Yeah. Which is great. Movies. Because God knows they need to. They're
1: not doing it enough though. They're not. They're Not fine. in their main characters. That's true. Anyway, soapbox. So, uh, so I thought that was interesting. That well, Marvel's always been very controversial. Yeah, they've always, from the start, they've been controversial with their um, stories and who they, the characters. Yeah. Uh, but here's an interesting little tidbit. Uh, Jones and fellow commando Eric Kenig. Kenig. Shut up, really are later killed by Gorgon during the battle with Hydra while both were fighting a holding action against enemy forces in order to
0: give time for allies to retreat. And we saw that name crop up in SHIELD several times. In Agents of SHIELD. He's the triplets. Okay. That's awesome. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I thought that, I thought if you'd find that little tidbit interesting. I didn't see so, uh the next member of our Howling Commandos is James Montgomery
0: Fallsworth. Who is, you said Captain, or just Union Jack? He is Union
1: Jack. He was never a member of the Howling Commandos. That's awesome. But I think they wanted to use the name. Yeah. I think it's an Easter egg. Okay. Okay. Uh, As as a nod. Which I I thought was also very interesting, because remember in Agent Carter, Dum Dum Dugan refers to Peggy as Miss Union Jack. He
0: does indeed. So
1: they're still putting that Easter egg out there of Union Jack. But basically Union Jack is the Captain America of Britain. Right. So he was in the Howling Commandos. It's <laughs> like well, well, he is now. He is now. Uh so there's a whole bunch of information on him but because it's not really the same character.
0: Right. You
1: can't go there. So then there's uh Jim Morita. Okay. Who is our Asian American.
0: Yes. I love that. Again, it's we're university. Lo- and it was so funny we we're, we're taking everybody with us and he's like I'm from Fresno. I'm from Fresno. <laughs> But that
1: shows the racism they had against uh, the Asian Americans. Oh, I mean, we
0: had people in camps yeah. in America. It, so that was there was a dark time for us too. It really
1: was. But his first uh, issue wasn't until number the Howling Commandos number thirty eight. Okay. And uh, sixty seven. Okay. So he there's nothing greater. I mean, he's a great guy. Of course, I'm sure he is. But he's there's yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's no no special stories or. Yeah And then The last one The French guy Yes Jacques Dernay Who liked to blow things up Loved to blow things up He actually came around Before Uh, uh French Resistance Okay Which is awesome Okay Because you know Peggy, uh, Peggy was in the French Resistance Right right uh, He was originally in Issue number 21 1965 uh, he was not actually a member of the Howling Commandos, though. Okay. He was a French resistance fighter who had several run-ins. Well, technically, the Howling, Commandos, the Howling are
0: Commandos are the 107th, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Or part of the 107th. The
1: Howling Commandos are the Howling Commandos. I thought They, they were c- Nick Fury's little group. Yeah, but
0: in Agent Carter, they called them the 107th. Mm, they talk about that not a lot. Not to spoil me- you, but they crop up again in Agent Carter, so you should watch that if you haven't.
1: Because the Howling Commandos are so, like you said, fluid, I
0: didn't really... Yeah. I'm pretty sure th- they're not the 107th because that's a whole battalion or division or whatever the hell it is. But I think they're uh, loosely attached to it. So elite Special Unit. Yeah. Is what yeah. they're referred to as. Not as
1: specific uh, group. Yeah, that's every one of these groups are... They're just a special unit. They're not a... yeah specific battalion or anything You're okay right. no
0: so yeah that's uh they're my babies I and love the commandos when they were walking back into camp after steve liberated them yes i like teared up a little bit oh i know that I was, was such like, a great oh God, that was babies. so great
1: well, you know who we didn't talk about in the Howling Commandos?
0: Who didn't we talk about? Bucky Barnes? Bucky Barnes, who was never in the James Howling James Buch- Buchanan Barnes. Who was never in the Howling Commandos. Right, because he was a twerp kid pretty much in the comics at this point. Yeah,
1: he was. He was like a little teenager dude. Um, his first issue would be Captain America number one. Okay. 1941, believe it or not. James Buchanan, Buchanan Barnes, Barnes,
0: Barnes. Also known as Bucky.
1: Uh, here's an interesting tidbit. He was named after a friend of Joe Simon's. Oh, that's awesome. His name was Bucky. He was the high school basketball star. Oh, I think somebody had him a little crush. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. Yeah, that's who he's named after. Okay. That's where the name Bucky came from. Uh, yeah, his, I have you seen his original? That's Bucky. <laughs> he's hilarious. His 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 uniform is blue and he's got the little red, red underpants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. of them. Oh my god, it's great.
0: Oh my god, it's not even. It's terrible. And you, uh, you Missy, have many Bucky feels. So many Bucky feels. But I, most of them we can't talk about yet.
1: Yeah, uh, that's because it's it's once because he had to die first, right. <laughs> It's when he becomes the antihero. Yeah. Because I love me a good antihero. Yeah. And it really wasn't until Winter Soldier that I really realized how I felt about Bucky Barnes. Your true feelings. And so retroactively. <laughs> you know. You yeah, right
0: your feelings. I did,
1: I right my feelings. It was it was pretty great. <laughs> so uh Bucky apparently died in Avengers number fifty six. Okay. In September of sixty eight. And he became What's known as the Bucky Claws. Are you familiar with the Bucky Claws?
0: I am not. Is it like the Santa Claws? Absolutely not even close. Okay. Then I got nothing.
1: Uh, He was notably one of the few comic book deaths that remain unreversed. Really? Until Winter Soldier.
0: Okay. Which Winter Soldier was relatively modern, correct?
1: Winter Winter Soldier was 2005. Wow. Okay. Okay. So So very recently. That was relatively very recent in the comic book world because that was just 10 years ago yeah
0: so he stayed dead for a really long time in comic book that's why it became known as the bucky clause like for somebody when somebody's for reals dead not just this whole yes
1: it was uh, the comic book fans coined it oh okay Uh, no one stays dead except bucky jason todd and uncle ben oh snap however all three of them have come back uncle ben came back yeah, but he was actually turned out to be an alternate Ben from another reality. Damn it. But they still brought him back. And we all know what happened to Jason Todd. <laughs> bad things. Bad things happened. So many to Jason bad Todd. things. I even or, know and that. Jason, and Jason Todd did bad things. Yeah. You yeah.
0: thought Bucky was bad. I even know that. Ooh. Yeah. He's the one I can never remember his name. Yes, I'm he like, is. He's the, I'm like you know Tim Drake <laughs> and Dick Grayson, and I'm like, no, the, it's the other one, other one that you know, the middle thing.
1: <laughs> the other what, one. What was the middle thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah, so that was the Bucky clause. Oh, however, okay. Bucky okay. has returned. Yes. Um, Bucky's death has also been used to explain why there are no young sidekicks in the Marvel universe
0: okay okay because you got to think about how it really is irresponsible to have a minor with you while you're and endangering them while he doesn't have any powers Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's kind of irresponsible yeah stanley was also not a big fan of the whole kid sidekick yeah well it kind of goes it kind of goes back to also dc was doing that with Mm -hmm. with robin true so yeah true so, yeah. And Sebastian Stan was actually in the running for Cap. He was a little bit. Which, once, we seem to have a thread, though, because uh, Loki, or Tom Hiddleston, was in the running for Thor, and then he ended up he being was. Loki. And so, yeah. Well, you know, when you're auditioning people, yeah. and then
1: it pops up. You well, I see. think they
0: also put stories out like that, so they don't realize that, um, so we don't realize that they grow their characters. True. I do. I'm pretty they sure they grow them. Back. Yeah. Uh, Bucky watched Band of Brothers. No, uh, Sebastian. Sebastian
1: watched Band of Brothers. Yeah. In order to help. He'd never read any of the comics. He knew nothing about it.
0: Yeah. Um, I love Sebastian Stan. He's, he's a cinnamon roll. He is
1: adorable. He truly is a cinnamon roll. Yeah. To see him as the Winter Soldier is frightening, though. Yeah.
0: Because he truly
1: is such a cinnamon roll. Yeah. The well Evans
0: is too for that matter he re- He's a God. left boob grabbing cinnamon roll
1: Ask anybody <laughs> Ask anybody Oh Chris mm. Evans has a six picture, six picture deal Oh okay Or did at the time He signed up for Captain America So that's three caps Two Avengers so far uh, Well the Infinity Wars Yeah I think he's in Infinity Wars too So Which are two movies technically Mhm. Well, they changed their contracts during that's tr- Age of Ultron. Age yeah. of Ultron. That's true. So that's a good point. Anyway, so that's, and I really can't go on much. For, Bucky did not fall off of a train and die. How did Bucky die? Bucky had a much more martyrish Murder. death. <laughs> martyrish. ish, yeah. Death. Uh, there was a plane. Okay. There was a bomb on it. Okay. He was trying to disarm it. it exploded boom in the air.
0: It go boom. Yeah,
1: they thought it was dead. The the ending of uh the first avenger didn't it's it was somebody else. It wasn't red skull. Yes, they did go up against red skull. That was one of uh Steve and Bucky's first adventures. Yeah. It was was red skull. They did go up against red skull. Um but it was somebody else. Okay. That was at the end of uh the first avengers. It's a different story, but I think they, Red Skull, they needed Red Skull because there was only, because in order to get from the origin story to Bucky's death,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is what they needed, mm-hmm. they had to start with Red Skull, but then they had to finish with Red Skull. We're only in one movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. They could, well, and they talked about pulling in Von Strucker and Baron Zemo at one point, it but they got It was
1: Baron Zemo. Okay,
0: was the one in the is comics. where the
1: comics were, Bucky ended up dying. It was okay. in that era, in that storyline. But they had to take out the middle. Yeah. And uh, ended up with Red Skull, who in the movie Red Skull dies. Mm hmm Red Skull does not
0: die. No, Red Skull. No, Red
1: Skull goes on forever. Because it's Red Skull is uh, where the introduction of Winter Soldier comes in at. But see, but then we're getting into Winter Soldier. Right, right. So there's only so far you can go (laughs) with it. So I'm going to have to stop with Bucky right there. Because then...
0: yes. We'll save that for future podcasts. That, that'll be for Winter Soldier Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. I don't
1: know. Can we just do it now?
0: Um, <laughs> all right. What's next? Um, can we talk a little, like, just very briefly about uh, Haley Atwell reaching out to touch his chest for all of us? Because that was unscripted. It and was very I unscripted. love that. And... I've seen. I've Very seen. Very inappropriate. I've seen the gifs of her. Uh, explaining do it. Do it for it, those of us who can't. Explaining why she just she, she just, just couldn't help out. herself, and she almost broke character, but she didn't, and they ended up using it. Mm-hmm. Thank God, bless you, Haley Atwell. Bless you. Bless you. She
1: was. That was. A, that was a true reaction right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was. That I was mean, beautiful. how else are you going to react to seeing that?
1: I know, right? <sighs> but I mean, okay. Well, let's let's talk about. That scene Okay Okay that's, It's a very important scene and, mm-hmm. and I do want It's on my list of things I want to discuss How it's different Okay um, Because that scene Has actually been That actual scene Has been retconned Okay um, Initially uh, It was an injection They retconned it Because of the 60s drug use That's uh, when it became The uh, It was a, something he drank He ingested mm-hmm. it hmm and in the movies, it became a combination of both.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a shot so the plus serum the Vita plus rays. the rays. Yeah. So it was the super soldier
1: serum plus the Vita Rays. Yeah. Um, so it got retcon because of the drug use. Okay. They changed it. And then uh, Heinz? Richard Artemidge. Heinz Kruger. Heinz Kruger. Kr-
0: Kruger, whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Originally... Thorn. Yeah, pretty much Thorin. Um he did kill Urstein. He was a plant there. I didn't that like was that, that was his entire comic history. We saw it in the show. I didn't like it. Only because it was Richard Arnimage, but
0: Yeah. I I, I don't like Erskine dying like that.
1: No, but, mean, he but he had to.
0: He was such to. a great character though. He really was. Oh, and man. I love how he would not take uh Phillips. And that's
1: and that's why they could never create another one because yes. he, he wouldn't write the whole formula down.
0: Well, and um because it's, it's this whole running thing that everybody's constantly trying to recreate Steve Rogers' serum. and Oh, that's a whole other story. He wouldn't, he wouldn't write it down. And also, <laughs> he had undefinable qualities. Well, know, sure. Because Steve was a very special guy. And yes, he was. That's why I'm so glad they showed as much as they did of Skinny Steve. Yeah. And what a fucking punk he is. I love Steve Rogers so much. He's such a don't sassy l- bastard. Don't let me...
1: The guy who was... Uh, Chris one of the Evans' doubles. body double mm-hmm. was the bartender.
0: Seriously? Yes,
1: I had to go back when I saw. it I was like, <gasps> I went and rewound oh, it. That's amazing. When, when when Steve goes uh, and he dumb says, dumb where tells you guys him, all putting
0: where are you yeah, putting dumb all dumb all this yeah, tells him just
1: to open a tab. where he, That's one of the body doubles right there.
0: Because they did such a good it's job, the actor. They did such because they. Filmed I went everything back and it, and I was like, "It is him. Yeah, it's crazy." And I'm really he's a theater pr- actor. Oh, yeah. I'm really proud of them for putting as much Skinny Steve as they did, because that was a pain in the ass for them. They had to film each scene four times. Mm Mm-hmm. Once normal, with normal Chris, once without Chris, once with the double, and then once with just Chris, with a green screen. Mm Mm-hmm. And they did- Bless his heart. I mean, they did such a beautiful job, because I remember watching it going, okay, this is fake, but damn. His head- His head did look kind of funny, though. Yeah. It didn't-
1: I look great. Right. But I think they did a damn job. I think they did good, good with what they had. Yeah. I think they did really well, but yeah. Um, a rit- in the in the first set of Steve Origins, um, Hines fell into the machinery. In mm. the retcon
0: with the Vita Rays, Steve punches him into the machinery. Ah. Ah. I loved seeing him learn how to use his new body. That was great. That's how I, it's, a, it's like. A, I don't. I what the fuck? I have pecs now. Well, one of
1: his, uh, one of Steve's powers. They don't really talk about it in them in the movie, but one of his things is his. Uh, not only is he in top physical shape, but his body also processes out those um, chemicals that cause your body to feel tired. Yeah. So he has really high endurance because his body processes those hormones or you know the stuff that the things that make you tired the things
0: that tell you go to sleep dummy yes
1: those (laughs) get filtered that's why you almost know he doesn't sleep a whole lot all of that okay so yeah i thought that was pretty cool yeah so yeah poor heinz he dies no matter what story you put him in
0: well he's a nazi agent i don't feel really bad for him
1: yeah there is that so
0: can we talk about hydra a little bit
1: we can but i don't have a whole lot on them
0: um, Aside from the fact that they have an incorrect logo They have an octopus logo instead of an actual hydra Yeah what the hydra. fuck is that shit I don't know That bothers me
1: Well to talk about that I need to pull out the red skull Okay uh,
0: Who Hugo Weaving was Oh my god is there a franchise that Hugo Weaving is not in He was kind of like not Dickish but he, he Wasn't really a big fan of this Because he didn't like the makeup Would you? Yeah, but it's all red. (laughs) I don't care, man. If I'm in a fucking Marvel movie, like, it doesn't matter. True.
1: Hey, they paid him to do it, and he did a great job with it. I think
0: he did a great job. But he expressed that he wouldn't really care to to return. Well, he's dead, so. I'm sure they still sign him for a multiple contract. You know how Marvel rolls. True. Everything's a multiple movie deal at this point. Because they ain't dumb. Uh,
1: Okay, so... Johann Schmidt. John Smith. John Smith. (laughs) You can't hide nothing from me. Uh, Basically, Adolf Hitler's advanced weaponry dude. Right. But he's bent on world domination.
0: Which I think it's interesting that they pulled, they mentioned um, Hitler's uh, obsession with the occult. Yeah. Because that's something that's always fascinated me. I think that's why I like Hellboy so much. So, um, because it's you're saying that Hitler's
1: fascination fascinates you. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure he fucking thought they were from Atlantis. Well, you he know. thought they
0: were descendants. I mean, he was like a sack full man, of crazy. The man also believed in a superior race, so... He was like... We are really, really lucky he was as batshit crazy as he was. <laughs> that and that his doctor doped him up on God knows what. But that's a whole different thing. You know, thing. whatever. So, yeah. But I thought that was interesting that they pulled that in because that was that's very m- much something that I don't think gets enough attention because it's Trey interesting. Yeah.
1: It is. <laughs> So <laughs> You believe me, right? I'm over here reading
0: while you're so talking. So Red Skull has a Red Skull. So he I does, think in fact, have a Red Skull. I think maybe that wasn't the most... Um, no. Uh, they I talk mean, that, was, about, that was pretty on-the-nose name.
1: They talk about how they he attempted him with the super soldier stuff, but yeah. he really didn't have as much to do with all of that. They were just really trying to play for time. Yeah. He was as much involved in that as they. they say. He wanted to be. He wanted... To be Steve, yeah. And he I wanted mean, to be superior. He wanted to, yeah. He wanted that, so that's why he was always after. That's why he was one. And he, you see, his my pages I printed out for him are almost as thick as Steve's pages because yeah. he he's a he's much, a he's, big
0: recurring. He was Captain the big arch,
1: He was the big arch nemesis. Yeah, and he came. He would come and go and come and go. Yeah, they killed him off real fast, um, which I think is very interesting. And I'm going to spoil a touch of Winter Soldier comic. Okay. For just a second. Winter Soldier number one, which is an old comic. Older. From 2005. It's 10 right. years old. I don't know how much I'm actually spoiling here. In that uh, is this cosmic cube that Red Skull has. Really? It is, not, it is not
0: the Tesseract. Okay. But the
1: Tesseract is not the Tesseract because in the comics there is no Tesseract. Oh. It's, you know, it's
0: the stone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? It's the stone. It's the mind stone. Mm-hmm. So I believe that the Tesseract... No, the Mind Stone is separate. Remember we found out Loki had the Mind Stone and it was the yellow one and we thought it was blue because it was in that right. green casing. I okay, where, But still,
1: there's a stone in the Tesseract. Yes. So that's what the, the Tesseract is. The space one, I so think. So the Tesseract is... Yeah, because it's the door. Right. Uh, is, in fact, the Cosmic Cube plus the Space Stone became... Okay. I think that's where the idea came from. Okay. Because it was, in fact, the
0: Cosmic Cube that basically killed Red Skull in the end. Plus, if you think about it, that we didn't know they were going the Infinity Gem route. At the time. At no. the time, we just thought, mm-hmm. oh, Tesseract, Cosmic Cube, that's cool. Sure, and then whatever. And then we're like,
1: holy, holy fuck, shit. there's more to this. Yeah. yeah
0: so that was kind of cool.
1: So I thought, well, I thought it was cool that they used that in the movie as the cause of Red Skull's death. Even though he didn't really actually die in the comics. Yeah. But they, they wrapped up Red Skull's story. Yes, it was they very shrunk neat. it down. It was very it, neat and clean. It became a shrinky dink. It became a shrinky dink. <laughs> so Red Skull became a shrinky dink. Um, which I thought was fabulous.
0: Um, so I think it it was great though that they brought in Zola as well.
1: They did bring in Zola.
0: They brought in Zola to be the the kind of the he was not-, not the voice of reason, but he was kind of the normal guy that was standing next yeah. to Schmidt going, what the fuck are we doing? If you
1: think Zola was the voice of reason,
0: <laughs> you
1: got another think.
0: That Zola. Oh my God. He's a super villain. Oh, he's, a he- he's the head guy. That Zola. That Zola. He's a head in a suit. He was never
1: Red Skull's little subservient bitch.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: He became partners with Red Skull down the line.
0: That's awesome. I like Zola. And Zola keeps cropping up, so that's yeah. that's cool. So they,
1: they changed him quite a bit. Uh, he was partners more so than an underling, though, so they, they changed him up. He was Switzerland. Okay. He was a dwarf. Okay. Uh, frail, dwarfish little dude who built things. He liked to build things. Uh, Zola presented his first in- okay needing funds to complete his, to do his research Zola presented his first invention the creation of a device that would transfer someone's essence to a clone body to Adolf Hitler who agreed to become his patron so Adolf Hitler funded him.
0: Fucking Hitler uh, God damn you Hitler
1: Zola also used on himself so yeah he replaced his own body which he did yeah, I did.
0: Not to uh, not to be spoilery, but we'll get to that.
1: But yeah, he basically kept his existence a secret, okay? Uh and then Red Skull funded him for a while.
0: Yeah. So. Okay. That's cool. So, I know we want to we have a really cool announcement. We really do. It's
1: exclusive news breaking right here. Yeah.
0: And we are talking about our uh our sponsor, Unofficial Natural Fandom Fragrances. Yay, you said it. I know. Um, and they are announcing Marvel characters. They are going to release a Marvel line. And Finally. I, can, can, <laughs> can you please tell the, uh, tell the audience what my vote for uh, one of the first Marvel characters they would do?
1: You voted for Loki. I did indeed. And who did I
0: vote for? Bucky.
1: And what did we get? Neither one of them. Neither one of them. <laughs> Darn. But We tried. But we did, and we will, in fact, get Captain America. (gasps) Yay! There will be Captain America. He will be a combination of clove, lemon, and sandalwood. Oh, my God. Baby Steve. To help with aging. (laughs) I'm telling you. You can't miss with these people. I love it. Uh, The description is smells like grandma's baking. (laughs) <laughs> spiced lemon sugar cookies
0: oh my gosh
1: starts at eight dollars okay all right so uh but uh what good would captain america be without iron man <gasps> mm-hmm. da, da, da. that would be a combination of bergamot lemongrass and lang it smells
0: like bad choices <laughs> it smells like tony don't do the thing it's to assist with the symptoms of PTSD. Oh that's awesome. I know right?
1: It's a deep musky citrus.
0: Okay okay. So
1: go Tony. And um, for those of you who like a little fun in your life. I like
0: a little fun in my life. There's Deadpool. Yay! Who's Deadpool's movie's coming up? We're gonna have to do that not in the it's that not, not a Marvel movie, so we have to do I that. Mean, it's under a Marvel random. movie, but it's not an MCU movie. Correct,
1: it's not an MCU, so that will have to go under random movies. Yes, but
0: we're so we will that.
1: definitely be seeing that it comes out next month. Deadpool is a combination of clove, sandalwood, and geranium. Oh. To assist with the symptoms of cancer. Oh, I love him. It's a spicy incense smell with herbal and floral undertones. That's great. Uh, I forgot to mention Iron Man starts at 7. Deadpool is at 8. Okay. And so these are, are when are they going to be available for pre-order? Uh, they will start as a pre-order uh, within the next couple of weeks. Okay released to be announced. That's awesome. But they will start as a pre order. But we're the first
0: to, we're the first place to announce exclusive.
1: this. This is exclusive. This is you're gonna break breaking news right here. Whoop, whoop. You had to listen to this podcast to get this information. Yes. And thank you for listening. Yay, please don't stop now. And so finally, yeah, listen to our other podcasts, man. Yeah. We've got so many. Uh, and finally, Storm. Storm. <gasps> Storm. She's probably one of my very, very favorite mutants. This is the um this is the one that I requested. I didn't... Okay. The, the character... I I love Storm. It's not what I requested. I just... Re, I didn't request the character. I requested the... The smell? The smell. Okay. Well, not even... I asked him for something to assist with menopause. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Okay, okay. It's a combination of orange, lavender, and
0: cypress. Ooh, I bet that's going to be good.
1: I originally asked for it to be called Wonder Woman, but they had already had plans for that one.
0: Oh, there you go. So
1: they they told me that she said she would come up with a different character for the menopause. And so it became Storm. Cool, cool. Which I'm very happy with. Um, A forest after rain swirled with citrus.
0: Mm. Very
1: much like the Hermione Yule Ball without the cinnamon.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, because the Hermione,
1: Hermione Yule ball is Excellent. Awesome. Uh, so that's $7. Um, but you know what, guys? If you use our code, randomtpodcast, no, no S. S, you get 10% off $5 or more.
0: Yep. And we have a link to their Etsy shop on our homepage uh, at randomtpodcast.com and also in the show notes for each episode. Absolutely. So guys, go and check them out. We love
1: these. Yep. We use them daily. Yeah. I used I used Dumbledore yesterday.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I used Yule Ball yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I need a Loki. I just need gonna to, put you just gonna put that out there. I need to smell like Loki. Well, I'm gonna need
1: a Bucky Barnes if yeah. we're putting in
0: requests right yeah. now. So yeah, just the way it is. So um, it needs to also smell like bad choices. They
1: yeah. It just a, lot, a lot of them good.
0: smell like bad choices. A lot of them
1: <laughs> should smell like bad choices. So <laughs> many bad choices. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, check out our other podcast. We cover Agent Carter, as we've said, Agents of Shield. Along to go with the the MCU movies, uh, we've also mentioned our random movie podcast. Mm-hmm. It, suggestions are welcome. Uh, uh, Gotham, yep, and Sleepy Hollow, yes.
0: So that's I'm pretty a excited. Lot. I'm pretty excited about the show's gonna be starting back up soon. I know. So Agent Carter comes back on January 19th,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it and like I said, there is a one hour Captain America special that airs before that. So if you watch ABC on the 19th, it's three solid hours of Marvel. Which is really exciting. Yeah, it's going to be exciting
1: though. You might be listening to this well after, but you know that airs. <gasps> um, time,
0: timey wimey time, man,
1: timey wimey stuff, man. Who knows? Um, so that's our that's our pimping. Okay, glad we didn't forget this time. Yeah. So, uh, since we're talking about the Red Skull,
0: okay, we are now. Yeah,
1: and the Captain America. This is a very interesting tidbit that I knew. Okay. But forgot about. Okay. The Weapon Plus. Weapon Plus, yes.
0: Uh, like the Hydro it's, weapons,
1: the the Tesseract weapons. Mm, no, the Steve Rogers Wolverine connection. Oh, oh, Weapon oh, oh. Plus. Okay, okay. I knew about this, but forgot about it. It actually didn't come about until two thousand two. Okay, it was not really. It was. It's a part of the. It was part of the new X Men storyline because. The MCU is not allowed to use mutants. Right. Because... They can't talk about Weapon X. Right. Because that belongs to um, the other company. Right. But Steve Rogers is, in fact, wep- is a Weapon 1. Okay. There's Weapon 0. Starts with Weapon 0.
0: Who's Weapon 0?
1: Uh, nobody. Okay. Specifically. It's just that was the beginning. It's the cooperation between Americans, British, and the Germans. Okay. Led by Doctors Reinstein and Koch. Well, we all know Reinstein is actually Erstein. Yeah. Uh, but then Weapon 1 is Project Rebirth. Okay. Which is Steve Rogers and uh, several other people, actually. There were some failed experiments in all of that. Uh, and so it became, it became its own story. It mm-hmm. was retconned. A lot of it's retconned. Oh, wow. But, I mean, who retcons things these days? Yeah. Everybody. Uh, everybody. Uh, weapons 2 was experiments on, on animals. Oh. Weapon three uh, was a mutant with a plastic multi-sensory skin. Uh, skinless man.
0: Ew. Gross. Uh,
1: weapons four, five, and six employed various criminals. Awesome. Oh, no. Right. Uh, weapon seven, Project Homegrown. We've gone from rebirth to homegrown. Okay. Uh, soldiers during the Vietnam War. They keep trying to remake Steve, basically. Yeah. Is the idea. Uh, United Kingdom has its own Project Homegrown Mercy Corporation was an offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D. Worked on some of it Okay. Uh, Weapons 8 and 9 Experimented on Criminals and Psychopaths That's always a great idea That's where Jack the Ripper
0: came from I'm just saying Yeah, that was always a great idea We played that game Yeah, we did
1: Assassin's Creed (coughs) Uh, Weapon X We all know who Weapon X is Deadpool Wolverine and Deadpool, both canonically,
0: yeah, canonically, it's it's different retcons though, right?
1: I think in the Wolverine Origins movie, Deadpool is eleven. Oh, okay. He's the
0: next one He's the because next w- one. Wolverine was Wolverine 10. is Weapon X. They yeah. made them
1: very yeah specific. Um, but Deadpool actually is he was the Canadian one.
0: Okay. Yeah, Wolverine was Canadian.
1: Wolverine, uh, no, Deadpool was the Canadian government. Really? Canadian government known as Department K. Deadpool, who was a Weapon X reject, was created by Department K.
0: Oh, because Logan's Canadian. Yes,
1: Logan is, in fact, himself is Canadian.
0: Okay, but he um, was not but made by the he was Weapon X. And Logan was already powered and everything. They just smacked him mm-hmm. out yes. on his skeleton and gave him the yeah. chink.
1: Uh, well, let me just read the complete description. The Weapon X program experimented on mutants, most notably Wolverine. Later, however, the Weapon X program branched off into other fields, employing and or experimenting on a number of test subjects such as Sabretooth.
0: Good job, guys. Who is
1: not Wolverine's brother. Yeah, Origins
0: messed up lots of stuff. Yeah.
1: Eventually the program was shut down and became a part of the Canadian government known as Department K. Okay. That's where Deadpool came from. Okay, okay. The facility, a civilian project with connections to the military weapon X program, would eventually create X-23, a female clone of Wolverine created using genetic material. Damn. From the original project. So yeah, there is a female Wolverine. Did you know? Yeah, there's a female, there's a girl, Wolverine running around.
0: Now all I can think about is pairing them up, and oh, what kind right. of sex they would have. It'd be angry, very animalistic. It would be very angry, much Wolverine, <laughs> much Wolverine. Uh,
1: <laughs> no character under Weapon Eleven has been revealed. Okay. Uh, then there's Weapon Twelve, Weapon Thirteen, and they're just not stopping. Weapon Fourteen. Weapon fifteen was Ultimaton.
0: Stephen Grant Rogers, you need to stop this shit.
1: I know that was the Super Sentinels. uh, 16, Sentinels. uh All God. Oh God! And then we hit Weapon Infinity. <laughs> Weapon Infinity, <laughs> also known as Project Deathlock. Really? Well, that's why I made you go through. That's why I made you go through
0: the whole thing. I wanted. So to get we cycle back to Deathlock. Came back to Deathlock. Who we see oh in Agents of God. Shield.
1: It was Project Deathlock. It's not specifically Deathlock.
0: That, uh, they call him Deathlock.
1: They call the character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is Deathlock. Yes. yes but yes. it's actually several people. Okay. Um, That's cool, It's though. the cyborg conversion of both ordinary citizens and then all superheroes in the future. So it's a group, not specifically a okay. person. Okay, all, all of them are Amalgams. groups of yeah. experiments. So, um, And then we end with the world. The well, world, know, the world, the world is a secret lab owned by the Weapon Plus project, which is the Weapon Plus would be the entire, the whole shebang, the whole overview. So, yeah, there you go. That's how you get from Steve Rogers to Wolverine. Damn.
0: Which they had I talked, to, they talked about all trying connected. to fit in a cameo from uh, Wolverine and Eric Lyncher, who were both present in World War Two in different yes. arenas, but rights. Yeah, they
1: couldn't. They couldn't. Which is why. Civil War is just going to blow me away.
0: So one day in our lifetimes, though, I have full hope that Marvel Studios will get back their uh, rights to the mutants, and we will see them together again on film. They one day. really
1: belong together, though. That's the thing.
0: So yeah. Um. So, can we talk a little bit about Howard in this? We we talked about him briefly. Yeah. Um. And the fact that uh, that he did not make the vibranium shield, I mean, hmm? he didn't.
1: No, he didn't. Okay. Ca- uh, Steve Rogers actually went to South, went to uh, Africa, Wakanda, and met, met with.
0: Well, canonically, it's again we can't talk about it in the movies. It's vibranium and adamantium. Mm, and since we can't talk about adamantium, really? not really. I thought it was. I read that. Damn it! I was excited. All right, you vamp for a second. Let me. Okay. Because I was like, oh man, that would be really cool, but we can't say the A word because we can't say the M word, so it's all vibranium. Mm -hmm. But yes, it is from Wakanda, which is where um, Black Panther comes from. And we finally went to Wakanda for a brief amount of time in Age of Ultron. We know Black Panther is coming in Civil War, and he's getting his own movie. So I would expect more vibranium shenanigans going forward. I, yeah. But, yeah, so the shield in the movie is 100% vibranium. That's what they tell us. Yes. Um, and Howard makes the point of saying that's all we've got. Not necessarily that's all that's left in the world, but that's all that they have. That's all that they have. But, well, there's a whole uh, uh,
1: mine of it in Africa. Yeah. that's. Where, I mean, it has to come from somewhere.
0: So It's so funny to me, though, that they've got, like, all these prototypes for Steve to look at. And Steve's like, I want that one. I want the trash can one. He wants the trash can lid. He's so Steve Rogers. I just love him so much.
1: Okay. Originally, it was triangular.
0: Ew. I don't like that at all. Uh.
1: Wow. Hi, Colby. Sorry, my cat decided to join us and stomp all over my notes. He's um, like, notes be damned. Yeah, they changed it in issue two to round. Okay. Before it became, to become the iconic, which I thought was really interesting because in the movie, the first time, he's holding the door. Mm-hmm. Yes. The cab door before he gets the the circular one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> Sidekick Bucky, American, face the Nazis, Japanese, and other threats to wartime. American, the Allies. Stanley Lieber, now better known as Stan Stanley. Lee, contributed to the character in issue three. I love him so much. Which introduced the characters use Okay, so the shield returning as a throwing weapon was Stanley's idea.
0: Of course it was because mm-hmm. Stanley is is brilliant and I love him. I'm not
1: Because I'm on the spot, I'm not going to be able to find the creation of the shield, but it wasn't given The. Uh, mm mm-hmm, Mhm. Which so there was a fan club called the Sentinels of Liberty. Ew. Wait, yeah. a real fan
0: club? Yeah, for real. Before the word Sentinel became tainted by X-Men yeah. hating Yeah, uh, and in
1: the comics, Bucky and Captain America were occasionally assisted by the Sentinels of Liberty. It was the name they of the brought fan the club. fandom in. That's they awesome.
0: hmm I'm going to right now attribute that to Stan Lee because I like to. Who had a cameo in this movie. Yes, he did. He was a general. I thought he'd be taller. <laughs> I love Stan Lee He's so much. He's such an itty bitty little adorable man. He's so precious. I just love him so much. I read IMDB well, is the what? one yes, that found oh, you it. found
1: it. I knew I highlighted it. Uh the shield was cast by American metalurgist Doctor Myron McLean. Okay. Who was contracted by the US government to create an impenetrable substance for Used for tanks during World War II. He was never able to duplicate the process due to his inability to identify a still unknown factor that played a role in it. Oh. And then it was given to Steve Rogers. And painted. Yeah. Well, of
0: course. All spangly. Because
1: apparently it can hold the paint.
0: But you can't dent it. Although the paint is at, at different parts. It's uh, a Yeah, it does it's, chip. Yeah, it chips It and will stuff. chip. But that's okay. Garden, not.
1: Uh, it's a concave disc, 2.5 feet in diameter, weighing 12 pounds. It is made of a unique vibranium metal alloy that has never been duplicated. It does not say anti is, in fact, in it. Okay. I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. It's unknown. That's why they can't make another one. Uh, because something okay. happened in the process that they can't identify. Oh. That's what keeps it unique.
0: Well, then, isn't that just Steve all uh, over? I know, it's just
1: Steve all over. Who else deserves that shield then? Steve Rogers. It's this little
0: baby. He makes me so happy. I just want to hug him. I know. He's Even though he's giant now, he's still my small son. It's true. Because uh, he's a good man. So. Alright, so that's the shield. I knew it was in there somewhere. Um. So I thought it was interesting. I did read that um, Joss Whedon had some rewrites on this. Because he was coming in and doing the Avengers right behind it. Sure. And he kind of... But he 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 did praise the tight structure of it, and he just changed a few like character beats and stuff so it would flow better into the Avengers. Sure. Um, so I really love that they they really emphasized emphasized with Steve that it wasn't just blind America's better da 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 da. It's that Steve doesn't like bullies. True. And that even applies to his own government. We see that later. Yeah, we
1: see that theme. Mm -hmm. carry on in his character and his character maintains that moral compass Mm -hmm. uh, that he has which i think is absolutely fabulous Yeah, i love that
0: about him so i love that and i love that when he's like is this a test and he's like yes yes (laughs) it is i won't lie to you yeah uh
1: yeah he does try to that whole bit about him trying to get into the army yeah, several times is true. You're from it's It's real. That yeah. really happened. Listen to me. I know, right? So yeah, we that's...
0: also got to look at the Stark Expo in this.
1: We did a little bit because that's where uh, Steve and Bucky took their dates, which mm-hmm. is where Clara,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, is. Uh, and
0: who else is in this movie? Who else? Natalie. <gasps> Natalie Dormer. Natalie yeah. Dormer. Um, for like a hot second. And it was a hot. She, it was a pretty hot. It was a second. pretty hot second. She's, she's actually an. In, in she's actually. She's in two one of my. Um, yeah, she hands them something. Um, she's don't actually hand them things. one of my. Oh, uh, that's Iron Man. Yeah, she's one of my picks for Captain Marvel. If they don't go with a person of color, which they probably won't, because they're Marvel, her or Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I'd love to see Gwen Christie
1: because she needs another franchise. Of course, does. so does Natalie Darmer. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, either one of them would be great. But yeah she saw an opportunity and she grabbed him by the tie and she kissed him yeah she did and I love how pissed off Peggy gets so pissed off it's so great she and shoots at him I mean does. come on and Steve's just so do confused how, do you
1: know how cathargic that had to be yeah he's still a little but see that's what I love about the writing is he's still skinny Steve
0: yes he is even in that
1: big bulky body yeah he's still the awkward little boy
0: yeah who doesn't know how to talk to a lady You're a dame. I mean, woman. I mean, you're not to say that you're not beautiful. I mean, you are, but. And she's like, oh my God. He's trying so hard, he just doesn't
1: know. Yeah. I mean, that's growing up with your environment and what you've been taught. Yeah. Versus knowing the difference. Yeah. Which we see Steve learn over the years. So Mm -hmm. that's always good. Yeah. What I love about the Steve Rogers character is. While we see character growth in him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he still maintains
0: his moral compass. He does, man. More more so than probably inside, just about anybody. He's the same person. He really is. <laughs> Even though it looks like he could literally have eaten his skinny Steve counterpart. Pretty sure he did. Yeah.
1: <sighs> so. Um, all right. Let me go back and find my talking points. Make sure I didn't miss anything. Because, you know, I have a list Mm -mm. my favorite heroes are dorito shaped man apparently so uh meeting bucky bucky's death how he uh heinz dies the skinny steve body double Mm -hmm. uh okay the door is the shield the bucky claws the tesseract and the cosmic cube parallel helen commandos yep
0: okay covered all the stuff i wanted to make sure we covered so i think this is a really great Foundation now for the Avengers to happen because, I you know when I was watching the the end credits scene which is very short, um which actually is a scene from the Avengers from the Avengers which yeah. bothered me yeah I want a I real don't like end it when they yeah scene. I don't
1: like it when they do that yeah I don't want a preview yeah I want to an and then it scene. turned into
0: a preview for the Avengers and it was like some assembly required and it was doing that yes. whole thing and I was like
1: oh my god then I know I've like, seen it like fifteen so, yeah times. so when you get to that part you I think when they I remember first seeing this movie and seeing that going, they're really doing an Avengers movie. Yeah. They're really, they're doing it. May 2012 is so far away. I know. Yeah. The other direction. Yeah. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was four years ago. I know. Oh my gosh. Ouch. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what we'll be doing next. Believe it or not. The Avengers. As they are in order. Yes. Sort of. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Except for the new ones. Yeah. So, again, you guys can talk to us about the Marvel movies because you know what freaking order we're going in. Absolutely. Um, We're going to be finishing up phase one with the Avengers and then we'll move on to phase two.
1: Because Captain America was
0: fifth. Yes. That's the fifth movie. Okay. Two Iron Mans, a Hulk, Thor, and Cap. So, yeah. Um, so you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com.
1: Absolutely. You can find us on Tumblr at com Or
0: on Twitter at randomtcasts.
1: Yay, Yay. And if you subscribe to our Twitter or Tumblr feeds, you'll find out exactly the second one of our podcasts drop. Yes, you will.
0: So, All right. Absolutely. Do you have anything else?
1: I think that's enough. Okay. Until Winter Soldier. <laughs> and then
0: expect a long one. Oh, it'll be great. Uh, And it's mostly John, you're (laughs) crying. Bucky. That's pretty, yeah, there you go. That's the show right there. (laughs) That's pretty much the show. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys.